0: We believe that people being born in one place or the other should have the same opportunities as those who are born in one place or, or other with much better offering.
1: Hello, I'm Jeremy Alaire, and this is The Money Movement. I'm very excited to have as a guest today, Alvaro Correa, who is the co-founder and COO of Dollar App, a emerging company in Latin America, and maybe eventually the whole world, uh, that is trying to bring digital dollars to as many people as possible to make it simple, convenient, safe, and easy to use uh, over the internet. And it's a fascinating company, a wonderful story, and I think really ties together a lot of the things that we've been focused on here at Circle. It's really, really a pleasure to have you on the show, Avaro. Well, thank you, Jeremy, for the invite. It's really a pleasure to be here with you. So maybe we can start with a little bit about your own story. And where did you grow up? And of course, what did you experience in the economy and the financial system as part of your growing up? I'm Spanish, as you can feel in my my accent. And that's already near, but I started my
0: career in Boston Consulting Group as a management consultant. And there I spent a lot of time supporting financial institutions in Latin America. So that was like the first time I spent my, my time with people in, in Latin America learning about the culture like how they live, how they do their financial life. I spent time there when I found about this first problem like the problem that we trying to solve then I moved to London to work in Raloot started as a executive associate for the P of Growth. I spent like six, seven months doing a lot of things in growth, especially in the referral channel, which was one of the largest channels of acquisition for Revolut. Then when COVID came, we moved to work with VP of Revenue, Alan Chan. There we were mainly working on making the company profitable. So, you know, like COVID came, payment was like, you never know where they are going, travel, like disappear, Revolut being like a a travel car. So we had to reroute the company to to get improve our, our financials. And we managed to make the company, like, break even by six, seven months uh, after we started working on that. A large part of that was driven by crypto, no? that there was a big boom. Rebel was involved in this business. Uh, we were also, like, lucky to, to have that trend. And after we achieved that goal, I moved to the subscription slash premium department, where I was ma- managing the, the whole department. And after that, when I started my adventure here in, in Dollar App, no, I started with my two co-founders. Fernando and Zach, both of them are also from Revolut. And with Fernando, I, I was working also on, on BCG. You now it's a long story since we have been together. The three of us experienced the the problem in Latin America, and then in Revolut we were able to get close to the crypto, to the world, not to the new capabilities that are, were being brought to, to the industry by the blockchain. And from there, like we got the,
1: the idea to to be yeah. I want to get into the dollar app, of course. I think it's it's interesting the time you spent at Revolut. I think Revolut is is obviously well known as an app, as a cross-border app, as an app that made it simple and convenient to move between currencies, to get online very easily, and as you said you worked in the growth department, one of your roles and really leveraging the users to drive referrals and drive growth. It's certainly a great case study in fintech 2.0 era of mobile apps and of digital money. So that's obviously a very fascinating background. And I think when we met first time, I don't know if it was you who said it or I who said it, it was sort of like, it feels like you're building like a revolute for Latin America, but you're building it on a completely new architecture, which is stable coins and the internet financial system, not the legacy financial system. And sort of you're looking forward to a better financial system. And I think a lot of FinTech 2.0 products The magic that they did, like instant conversion between one currency and another currency, or immediate availability of funds, that made it appear like settlement was instant, was sort of behind the scenes. Actually, still piecing together a lot of the legacy system, underwriting risk, and things like that. And you know, as you know, I had some experience with Circle Pay, which was a similar product to Revolut as well. But you know, that kind of building on the legacy infrastructure versus building on this new internet financial system and what that represents. And when did you know, like in your heart or in your mind, when did you know that the technology was there to be able to build like a next generation model for this?
0: Yeah, so on this, and starting first, like overall in the industry now, as you mentioned, like long time ago, you have the banks with the branch, that was the distribution now, like the more branches you have, in the most remote place this is how you win now with human relationship one-to-one and then like 2.0 now like all these digital banks that realize that you need to have like all these branches out there to win uh, consumers so you have the digital players like like revolut and all the other players and they have really like amazed all consumer with very nice ux amazing experience in terms of like faster settlement, how fast like the app work like how easy is to to manage your your, your financial. That has been a revolution. Uh, people yeah. are now moving to this kind of banks of this platform, and it has been super good for the industry. Now, like the problem of I would say now for, for these institution is as you mentioned, they are built over incumbent rails. So you have the back, the, the front end is super nice, but the back end it's kind of built by similar, like not exactly the same, but similar platform that all banks have been built. No? That means that all the costs, like all the inefficiency that you have, like like sweep, not like super, super Spendalays, legal. Time delays, fees, risks. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. So now we also see that there is a 3.0 generation of digital banks, which is, okay, now you, ha- you can have like this amazing UX, but you can rebound the whole backend. Right? You can have a backend, which is robust, fast, and cheap. This is like the way we see that, no? like we see that the industry is moving to, okay, now you, amazing UX, but also amazing, amazing backend, no? which allows you to be super efficient and allows you to give like, the best pricing out there to the market, which at the end of the day, if the users see that it's cheaper and you have the same experience, they're going to choose, you know. Then like, more like answering like this second question of how, when I realized of this was like an opportunity. I think that during our time in Perlux, we were knowing about blockchain, like all the good things that they were bringing, but we never take a step forward until we saw that there was an opportunity in the market. No? Like, you can have amazing back end, you can have efficient no? and you can reduce costs. But if you're not solving problems for consumers, then you will just have like something that works very well, but nobody used. When we were combining knowing about this new technology with our experience in Latin America and the problems that they have in, in that region, no? that not only like problems and like access to better financial financial life, but also, like all, like all these banks were not like really been progressing the 2.0. No, it was kind of they were kind of struggling. No, so we kind of combine that this opportunity of solving a problem and the new technology. And for us, it was very clear. I remember with my co-founder in London, I was living with him, so we were working together and we were in the same flat in London. And we were like working, like bringing a lot of ideas to the table. We was we had like entrepreneurs in, like mine. And when he came with this idea, it was like, "This is very clear." Like. It's a massive problem, it is a clear solution, which is coming now to the industry. There is no a better moment to build this.
1: And then we decided to to do that. I want to get into more of where the product is, but I think obviously as the uh, issuer and operator of, of USDC, where our stated goal is to ensure that every person in the world with a mobile device can have a digital dollar account on their phone. It makes us very excited when we hear dollar app. And so the name of the app, it references the dollar. It is very clearly like digital dollars. And within your target market, Latin America, there's this sort of shadow economy for dollars. Some countries are officially dollarized, some are unofficially dollarized, but there's this role of the dollar. And now that we have this new invention, which is internet-based digital dollars, it's this leapfrogging. Like you said, this third generation, is like this leapfrogging into like a new financial system how do you think about the positioning of the product as a dollar app literally the name of the the company the name of the app as a dollar app and then who today who's the target customer for the product because it could be many different types of people who might want a dollar app from our earlier conversations, I, I know you you have the initial target market is is very specific but maybe also as you think about this on a grander scale on a long-term scale, who do you think eventually could use Dollar App?
0: So starting first, it's very clear we were kind of like digital dollar dollar app. No? When we were starting with this, how uh, did we discover the problem? So Fernando also working in at BCG and myself uh, working in, in Latin America, uh, we have like a couple of stories now that were leading us to think that okay, dollars are important in Latin America, but they seems not to have kind of access or since that something is broken, so people have the need but not the solution, no? Like when I was from my side, I was working for banking in Panama where majority of clients were not from Panama. They were from Colombia and and Venezuela. So people were coming from Colombia and Venezuela to bring their dollars so they could be banked in dollars. And that was the only solution that they had. There was no solution in Venezuela, nor nor in Colombia. So they had to go to Panama to to have a a normal standard dollar and financial life. That's one. And then the second is, my co-founder, Fernando, he was also like working in, actually in, in, in Colombia. He was working also with BCG and one of his mates of, of, of the project was one day going to Miami with a suitcase full of, of dollars, no? Yeah. And Fernando, like always telling you know, like, how <laughs> like' are 3K, you go to Miami, you crazy? Like, what, what are you doing? Someone can take your suite, no? Or like, you go to the border, they're going to say, what are you doing? No, no, because I know you need to bring like less than 10K, so if you can pass. So it was like a lot of mess just to be buying Dora, dollar. No? So we know about the problem. But then when we were doing our research, it was like, okay, there are data points that tell us that something is happening. We did a very simple analysis, which is, okay, now there is a boon about Bitcoin, at no? that time, they're the, yeah. not moving to Bitcoin. Everyone talking about Bitcoin, but let's compare in Google search what people look for. No? Do people look for Bitcoin or do people look for dollar? And to our surprise and kind of confirming our hypothesis, like dollar was like 10 times more search than Bitcoin. So it's like, okay, Bitcoin could be a solution, but people want dollars. So yeah. we're moving to like, something weird that people don't understand or people are not like looking for and not just go to digital dollars. So that's why we say, okay, this is very simple. We just need to offer what people are looking for, no? And we have the way, which is via digital dollars. And from there, all the branding, the name, the name itself is like, we are just giving what people want. This answer, first question, and the second question is, who are we targeting? So all these people that I was talking about, no, that they are suffering from from this problem, no? So you have people in Mexico, Colombia, Argentina, that they want to have like a digital dollar asset. So we provide that solution. There are people traveling from Mexico to the U.S., around $20 million every year traveling there, and they have a Mexican car, no? So when they go to the U.S., even though they don't have transparency on paying in dollars, you can imagine all the fees they're being charged, no? And also, like, when they're moving funds from U.S. to Latin America, you can hold any digital, any dollar asset, like, Whoever is doing the conversion, they're going to do whatever they want. No? So, so people are skewed on when they're doing this transaction, which is something which happens a lot. But people don't have like an efficient solution. No? So we are targeting those people. No, People who have a massive problem that we can bring a 100x experience and cost, they will be advocating of, of dollar app. No? Like when you solve such a big problem to a person, that person is going to talk to his friend, use this, because this really solves a problem. So we are Targeting those people who travel, who send from the U.S.,
1: and who want to hold a digital uh, or a dollar denominated task. We have this focus at Circle on really seeing growth in digital dollars as a store of value, cross-border transaction experiences, and remittances or moving value. Sounds like you check all of those boxes as well. Why USDC? When you think about digital dollars, what is it about USDC that is important for you guys? So when we started, we were agnostic, like there were
0: a lot of options on the stable coins. So we did our work. So we normally internally in Dorala in we say that we need to do the work for the client. So we need to do the best for, for, for our customers. And of course we, we have to choose the best currency and the data asset, the best one for our user. No? And the most important thing here it was like security. No? We studied the different stable coins that were out there. And probably like USDC was the most transparent and also the approach that the USDC was coming on, like, okay, you have either treasury notes or treasury bills, and you have cash. It's like, okay, this makes sense. No? Like, if, if we were building a stable coin, we will be building with cash, no? And maybe like some treasury, not from, from the US government, no? But we believe this is the, the safest. If we believe that these audits that they are coming and taking out there are true, which we, of course, we have to do the work to confirm that that correct, then it's like, for us, it's what makes the most sense, no? So that's the
1: reason why we, we chose USDC. As you think about the future and given your background with Revolut as well, there's a lot of innovation that's happening on blockchain networks. There's building blocks. People are building for on-chain currency exchange and on-chain borrowing and lending and all kinds of other applications. And today you have this cross-border travel store value but it is part of your decision to build on blockchain infrastructure and integrate to the internet financial system, is part of that also focused on what might be the future of the way financial products are made available to people?
0: Like The solution that we're going to be using for bringing more products and solutions to our customers do not need to be blockchain. We don't love blockchain just for being blockchain. The mm-hmm. blockchains bring something that is useful, and better for a customer we'll be using if we don't find that we're going to find in some other place no and actually we are building products which is not blockchain based we're sure. building products which is traditional but there are things that just for the just by solving how you move how fast you move the money all the fees that you are reducing you can bring a traditional financial product at the lowest level you have the blockchain making the movement but at the end of the day if you want to buy a stock in the U.S., right. you have to buy the stock, no? and that's fine. doesn't need to be blockchain. Yeah, no? like sure, sure. You, you are serving that. It's true that we leverage on the technology to make the movement, mm-hmm. but the end product, the, the, the end thing that we're going to be using for further products, we won't be looking for blockchain innovation and put them out there. If we see that blockchain has something like what we are seeing you now with moving
1: USDC everywhere in the world, we're going to be using Right. Yeah, I mean, I think our short-term vision is that more and more new kinds of digital banks and neobanks and digital wallets can connect and exchange value with each other using USDC as, as a common settlement. And so we're seeing lots of different digital wallets support it around the world, and that creates kind of interoperability and movement, which is really important. I'm interested to hear a little bit about the growth story. You're still young as a company, but you're growing fast. So maybe you could talk a little bit about your growth. You don't have to share information that's confidential, of course, but I know you're growing fast and that's uh, that's really exciting to hear.
0: Yeah, like it's a year and a couple of months since, since we launched first country, Mexico. So that was August uh, last year, uh, 2022. Then we launched uh, Argentina in February this year, in 2023. And then we have recently launched in, in Colombia no, in, in July. So we're moving super fast. And that's a learning that we got from, from Revolut, no, that you need to expand your time in the early days, which is when you are like more flexible, when you can do more things in a fast way. So we're aiming for that. We keep opening new markets and we will continue. And the three markets where we are operating, the reality is that we have found different use cases in each of them, but all of them has kind of worked pretty well. No? And the reason why we are growing and Way people are using that is because we we bring up a better product no it's better product which is cheaper so people that using that and people tell to their friends you need to use that if you don't use that you're not making the the cleverest decision is using dollar app it's not using other product no so that's the way we're framing a growth where we also have like acquisition Channel beyond be uh, organic people sharing and telling about dollar app is a big thing no and the reason is because we have a much better product
1: that's awesome and exciting. And I know you've raised from venture capital, and I know some of the people who've invested as well and their thesis about stablecoins and dollarization and next generation of banking and is something playing out. What's next that you can talk about on the product front?
0: Hard to say, no. But you, you can say but we want to be in more place and we want to be solving more problems that people have in in these countries where where I mentioned. No, I think everything related to Payments, investing, and saving. You can imagine all these different products we're going to be building. We come from Revolut, three founders. So the school where we have grown, we need to win by having the best product with the best offering. So we are not stopping in, in building. We're going to continue and we will have a full financial app that will go from the most common transactions to the ones that just like some people use, but are not like the classic one. But we wanna have the full spectrum of financial offering in in our platform. We go one by one. We find this the most relevant. No? but I think like summarizing is we have big yeah. ambition. We wanna aim for everything. And you have seen in Europe Revolut,
1: so you can imagine a similar, but with a lot of learning path and a new architecture. One of the things that we care a lot about is the way in which this technology can provide greater participation in the global economy through access to better currencies, better financial rails, expand the franchise of people participating in the financial system, but in the in the digital economy as well. I would be interested to hear about, from a mission perspective, other than growing a lot of users as a business. How do you see what you're doing as impacting people's lives and livelihood?
0: We believe that people, just for the fact of being born in one place or the other, should have same opportunities as those who are born in one place or or, or other with much better offering. So we're working for that. We work for those people that just for the fact that, that being born in a region, in a specific country, have problems like having a normal financial life, we're building for that. This is what we build, and this is what we believe that we are doing to the world and society. No? We are not building in countries where there are no fees, when, or you can exchange freely. No? Like we're building in a region where banks are returning, like ROI is, is the highest. Banks are
1: excluding their customers. We're building for them. It's a great mission, and it's been fun to see your early success, and we're really appreciative of the work that you do with us as well. But it's been a great pleasure having you on, Avaro, and many years of success ahead. Thank you, Jeremy. It's a pleasure.